Grace and peace, God bless you. This is Apostle Dr. Delisa, and I'm here coming back to you here at Soteria Prophetic Ministries. It's been a while. Um, I also ask you to pardon the raspiness of my voice. You're probably going to hear me sound like this for the entire spring season. <laughs> we thank God for seasonal allergies. And um, if there's one thing that I've noticed in my life, that there has there seems to be continual warfare against my voice in more ways than one. So just pray along with me. Amen. Bear with me. And I thank God for your patience in advance. But I do want to share uh, just a quick word um, coming out of Exodus chapter 14. I believe it is. I stand corrected if I misquoted that, but it's talking about a dialogue between Jethro and Moses. Now, if you're following me on my um, Facebook page, my church Facebook page to love church, Charlotte, um, the, the, I usually do a series. I usually teach a series each month. And for the month of April 21, we're talking about overcoming challenging relationships. But with this particular uh, brief message that I want to share with you, this is a uh, this message is coming out of a beautiful relationship that Moses shared with Jethro. Um, Jethro was was Moses' elder. Jethro was Moses' father-in-law. And he was also a mentor sort, um, mentor of sort to Moses as he was being processed through his wilderness season. And so if there would be anyone who Moses would lend his ear to, hear me when I say that, um, because as leaders or people in position in positions of authority, you you want to be very mindful about who you lend your ear to. And so um, I found that in my own walk that there are many voices around me, right? We're always constantly surrounded by voices, but there, um, even Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice and that of a stranger, they will not follow. So understand and be very mindful. It's, this is for everybody, but particularly those in positions of leadership to be very mindful of the voices you subscribe to. Because not every voice that is speaking into your life that is uh, seeking to guide or direct you um, in, in what to do and how to conduct yourself in certain situations has your best interests at heart. There are many sheep, uh, excuse me, many wolves, foxes out there who prey, P-R-E-Y, on the vulnerable. And I'm not talking about vulnerable sheep, but they're also vulnerable shepherds. And I, I'm, I would love to talk more about that maybe a little bit later. But at any rate... You find most uh, Jethro, Moses is leading the children of Israel. And you're talking about a congregation of two million plus. OK, so just put that on for size. Two million plus um, members of his congregation, people and souls that he is responsible for, that he is obligated to. And so no doubt there's some weariness and some frustration. I mean, come on, that comes along with that. If you're a parent, you know, you understand what that looks like. So just multiply that on that level. And so that we can sort of grasp what that looks like for Moses, a man who suffered um, most of his adult life, suffered personal relationships, the whole nine yards, and then find him at a place where he's walking in prophetic destiny, but it is a place of frustration. That's another message too. Um, but God sends Jethro. Jethro comes in for a visit. I believe at that time he's bringing in Zipporah, who was Moses's wife, okay, that he married while he was in Midian. And But during that time, Jethro takes the opportunity to speak words of wisdom and guidance into Moses. And he, he, he first of all, he observed Moses's leadership. Now, that can be a very uh, uncomfortable place 
when you're being observed. I work in the school system and, you know, from time to time, you're being observed. You'll find yourself being observed, right? Whether it's the principal or someone from the district comes in and all eyes are on you. And no matter how well you've done your job up to that point, you still feel some, not all, some folks are just confident and you're just wonderful like that. But, you know, there can be the tendency that no matter how confident you feel you are, no matter how well you can execute your duty and your assignment, you can still feel a level of discomfort when you feel as if you're under that watchful eye and they're checking things off right on that list uh, in terms of what you're doing well, what you're not doing so well and what you haven't done, period. Um, so before Jeth- Jethro approaches Moses with, you know, some of his elder wisdom, um, he, he first observes and he notices how the people are coming to Moses nonstop with one problem after the other. And he sees the heart of Moses trying to help, trying to lead, trying to serve, trying to judge, trying to um, uh, resolve conflict and so forth. And he also pays attention to the wear and tear that uh, Moses is personally and spiritually, we saw God deal with Moses on some things of that nature, just being, you know, speaking out of his frustration and striking when he's supposed to speak. That's another conversation, right? And, um, and so Jethro is noticing, man, this is really wearing Moses out. And let me tell you something, for those of you in leadership or any other position of authority, whether it's workplace, uh, marketplace, your home place, okay, because that's a place of authority too, is you want to be very careful when you're leading out of frustration. You want to be very careful about when you are, um, when you are administering whatever your work is. Even those who may serve in ministry, when you're when you're when you're working out of frustration, my apostle Ivory Hopkins um, has a series. I believe it's on um, wounded workers still working. Powerful, and there are so many wounded workers. Right, Moses was a wounded worker still working, and so we, we've got to na- learn how to navigate through those seasons so that we don't number one um, forfeit the call. For, frustrate the call, and uh, and and then allow like Saul did. Um, you know, put ourselves in a position to where someone else finishes that call. Okay. So it's important to have a Jethro. A Jethro can be a male or female. A Jethro doesn't necessarily have to be older than you. They certainly need to be wiser than you, right? They need to have some experience. They need to have some, some background knowledge. Um, they need to understand logistics. They need to understand leadership and things of that nature. Your Jethro is not your friend. Um, as an apostle, I, I can share so many things. I've been in ministry now for close to 30 years, um, both in serving in ministry and leading ministry. And so I, by the grace of God, have seen so much take place. I, I, I mean, I could literally look at someone and tell them they're, the, they're about to run into a brick road. I mean, it's just so evident, right? And so... Um, you know, but but a person has to be open to receiving that. And so I bless God for Moses because even though Moses is leading this great congregation, and check this out, people of God, Moses had a congregation of two million plus. Jethro had no congregation. Hello, somebody. <laughs> he he had his family, he had his business. He was certainly a man, he was a high priest of Midian, right? So he had people that were submitted to his authority, but not to the degree where Moses was. And so some may play devil's advocate and say, well, you don't know what it's like. You haven't been here. You don't know. And, and, and to a degree, to a greater or lesser degree, that may be true, but it doesn't matter how many people you've led if by the grace of God, by the anointing and by experience, you know leadership. 
And so many times we will discount people because, um, you know, well, I have more people than you have. Or I, you know, I mean, I can only imagine how those conversations go. And and we're looking at the wrong things. We're not supposed to know. That's why the Lord, when David numbered the people, right, he took the censor. He numbered the people and God was angry because many times we look at numbers and we'll try to um, we'll try to compare that to success. And if that's the case, Jesus had 12. One of them was a devil and only three were close to him. So if we were to look at numbers, the numbers, the number of churches a person is under or the number of members is in the church or number of people on your department and, 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 um, uh, equate that with success, we're going to miss God. You're going to miss God. You're going to miss a lot of opportunities. You're going to miss relationships. You're going to miss wisdom. You're just going to miss period. So you don't want to let numbers be a um, factor in determining whether this is becoming a godly connection. This is something that God is doing. And so Moses and Jethro had this relationship. They had an established relationship. Moses trusted Jethro's voice. Jethro trusted that Moses would not allow the seed. Uh, believe me, that's a frustrating place as a leader when you're pouring out seed. Seed of wisdom, seed of insight, seed of whatever, and the person wasted. Like God killed Onan in the word of God because he wasted seed. God hates wasted seed. Even Jesus, when he fed the multiple multitudes, he told the disciples, don't, he said, pick up all the, the broken pieces, pick up all the bread pieces. Don't leave anything. And so we've got to, we, we've got to learn regardless of what season we're in, regardless of what we're going through, regardless of what we're feeling and battling and what have you to don't waste seed. When someone takes their time out of their life, Jethro traveled to Midian. I'm not sure how far that was to where Moses was, but they didn't have Uber. You know what I'm saying? They didn't have city transit or these beautiful cars that God has blessed many of us with. This was on foot or perhaps by donkey or some other animal. Um, this was a great sacrifice that, that Jethro made to invest, first of all, to check on his son-in-law, but also to invest wisdom in him. And he said, look, Jethro, uh, excuse me, Moses, these people are going to kill you, you know, in, in essence. You're taking, this is too much. He said, look out among you and find 70 elders, those who have your spirit and appoint them to lead. And so I'm going to stop right there because this is going to be a, a little mini series and I don't want to rush through it, but I'm going to stop right there because I'm going to trust you to go back. I believe it's Ezekiel, I mean, excuse me, Exodus 14. If not, I'll put this in and I'll, I'll, you'll know. Um, but I want you to go back and look at that. And then we're going to have another discussion about, um, what Moses did next, how Moses received that information. Because many of us, if someone says, Hey, um, you're doing well, but why don't you look at this? Why haven't you considered this? Some of us, if we're harboring feelings of rejection, abandonment, and all of those negative feelings, um, you're going to look at correction as punishment. And you're going to look at correction as, um, you're going to become offended by that. When correction is is supposed to be done in love, and the words that Mo, Jethro was giving Moses were in love, it was to it, number one to prolong his life, okay? Because stress can kill you. Stress is damaging. I'm a witness. Stress. I, I have praise God. <laughs> stress, avoid stress. Learn how to de-stress. Take a break. Say no. All those wonderful things. Um, but I, I want you to look at. How Moses responded, I want you to look at the heart that Jethro had, and I want you to look at the results of that. And so we're going to come back, and we're going to talk about that, and then I'm going to 
I'm trusting you to absorb this, to eat the seed, praise God, absorb it. And then I want you to share it with either your leaders or if you're in leadership with another leader so that we can help to um, uh, bring uh, maybe a peace of mind to some of those in leadership. Again, doesn't necessarily have to be church leadership. It can be marketplace, workplace, your home place, community place, government place, whatever. If anyone is serving in leadership, they felt like, okay, this is too much. They felt overwhelmed. And you need to understand that it's okay to ask for help. It's okay to establish help. All right. So until next time, I pray that these words that I have spoken to you have been a blessing thus far. We're going to come back and finish this. Um, in the meanwhile, you continue to be blessed, stay safe, and we'll come back at the appointed time. God bless you.